And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champion for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast. As usual, we've got a full house uh, here to do the podcast. Uh, it's a tight little ship here on the pod, but uh, we're all snuggled up. We've got Brian Kelly, the County Board Secretary of the Minor Board, here beside me. We've got David Rispin from the Rispin blog, and as always, we've got Kieran Flynn, uh, the Mead PRO. He's typing away frantically there uh, as we speak, uh, trying to get the programme done up for the Senior Championship Final this weekend. How's it going, Kieran? Yeah, they only rang me today and told me there was a programme due, so I just started it there about 10 minutes ago, so I'll have an A4 handout. I, I was just going to say, you'll have the <laughs> A4 handout done yeah. by the weekend, yeah? Just just first names, no second names, just be kind of Paul, John, Mary, you know, the usual. And you can't do the fodders on your computer, so it'll just no, have I, to be the, English. The Microsoft 95 is on a working app at the moment, <laughs> DOS. Well, on this weekend's, uh, or on this week's podcast, we're going to be reviewing all the Hurling uh, Championship Finals from last weekend. Um, of course, we better give a big shout out to Kiltail and their uh, five in a row. We'll come back to that now in a couple of minutes. And then we'll be looking forward to uh, the weekend's action uh, coming up. We've got ladies' uh, county final um, uh, on Saturday. And also, we've got the big one. We've got the Fairyhouse Steel Senior Championship final being played in Park Talchon on Sunday. And the curtain raiser for that will be the uh, minor county uh, uh, championship final sorry um, so I suppose we'll get stuck into it straight away we're going to go to the hurling results from the weekend and um, don't worry Kells we will get to you now in a couple of minutes I know you haven't been too happy about us in recent times but we will come to you and I suppose the one week that we do come to you it's not going to be a good week <laughs> um, I suppose we'll start with the junior hurling final and that took place on Saturday and it was trim taking on with Hote Trim in three county finals on the weekend between the junior, minor and senior. And Trim won this one on a score of 20 points to a goal and 12 for Rathote. And uh, quite a convincing win in the end for uh, Trim, uh, Brian. That was... um, Thanks, Mickey. I wasn't even at the games. (laughs) (laughs) Just I thought that I'd go to the minor board secretary first, but um, uh, I suppose we'll pass that I was otherwise engaged on Saturday. Um, Oh, yeah, I think you were at uh, the two ladies' finals on... on That would be correct. The ladies' finals on the semi-finals on Saturday. We have to to cover all bases on this podcast. Baby Rispin was... Covering the hurling, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll come to Davy on the hurling in a minute. But I suppose we go to our resident expert on all things hurling, Mr. Kieran Flynn. Yeah, the junior hurling final was actually I enjoyed it a lot. It was quite entertaining. I think uh, the junior hurling is maybe some of the last bastion of maybe the the guy who doesn't have to train that hard and kind of just wants to go out and have a bit of crack, you know. And I think we're told to train something like three times before the final, right? And I don't think Trim had too many extra on them. I think probably the two different the difference makers for Trim was 
uh, young Chivers, Jim Andrews, was playing. He's an ex-county player. And Joey Toole, one of the best hurlers me have had, probably over the years at senior level, was playing junior. And th- them two lads pretty much were the difference. Uh, Trim had known that the full forward was class. Tattoos, probably a bit, a bit as I said, lack of training probably. But he, every time the ball got, he caught it and he cleaned his man and scored. Like, so I said it was great to watch. There's hope <laughs> the, for everyone out there. Like, it was the accuracy of the passing because yeah. nobody had to run. <laughs> no, so it was just, like, and that's, like I said, sometimes the GA probably gets a bit too serious sometimes and the lads get wound up on training in January and flogging themselves and I think there has to be a, a space for these guys to enjoy themselves yeah absolutely and, and, and that's what it, it's all about it's about uh, getting out and, and enjoying a bit of uh, sport it doesn't have to be serious all the time even even if they are taking it very serious up and in, in, in down at the moment as well we'll come back to that later on but another another uh, fracas um, on the weekend where supporters started a fight off the pitch and uh, the players decided that for for a change they'd join in uh, join into the fight that was outside the pitch. But oh look, it's just another week in the GEA, I suppose. We'll move on then to the intermediate hurling final. And this saw um Gail Column Kill taking on Nafina. And um I suppose as I said already, Gail Column Kill always wanting us to promote their hurling side and this week they just came up a cropper against a, a strong Nafina side and it was Nafina who won this on a scoreline of 219 to a goal in 9 a goal in 10 13 point win for Nafina uh, Kieran again you were at this one yeah Nafina probably coming from the replay last year that the last time they probably showed a bit more grit and determination uh, Slevins the Slevins Barry Slevin middle of the field Ethan Devine class lads in the middle of the field yeah and pretty much Charlie Martin had played with the Mead Miners, the under-17 team. They got to a Celtic Challenge final. Very good. This, the the centre-back, Daniel Gleeson, was very strong as well, captain of the team. And pretty much, Nafina seemed to be a bit more technically gifted and their hurling probably showing through a bit. Gail Colm Kill probably had a good year in the football and probably didn't train enough. From, I was talking to a few of the Celtics afterwards and they're, probably, they're disappointed they didn't probably train hard enough for the hurling and they were probably leaving it too late to kind of run hard at it. But Kells gave a dogged fight and there was a lot of hard hitting in it and it was definitely definitely not one that you wanted to be uh, going going easy. Like Every tackle was quite tough and I think there were some of the helmets were titanium, I think, because uh, <laughs> if they didn't go down with some of them hits, I don't know what will put you down. So, some hard men on show. <laughs> but I suppose the, the old saying is you have to lose one to win one and Nafina coming back from last year's defeat to Navin O'Matney's and... Um, Convincing winners on the day, and I suppose I think it took two games to separate Navan O'Matney's and Nafina last year. Yeah, didn't went it? to a replay. Yeah, was, went to a replay. O'Matney's had probably like have been a senior team for a long time, and they probably were disappointed to be in that level. So I think they wanted to go straight back up, which they did. And then Nafina probably were the next. They were the suitors. They were the next best team, and they, they did show it. Yeah, and, and they'll do well in that senior B next year. They they'll probably potentially have the beating of the likes of Dunderry or Blackall Gales, and the kind of likes of Boards Mill and these teams. They'll be fighting against them. Got youngsters coming through, and like uh, I know from the minor, they're in the minor final last year in football, and the last few hurlings, they like a lot of them. Keen Flynn, Will Flynn, lads are very strong, and they definitely have a future. Yeah, absolutely, and that's 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 that was the point I was going to make. I think that they they will um uh, show up well in the senior championship next year. And speaking of senior championship, I suppose we we'll go on to that uh, just now, and we'll speak about Sunday afternoon's result. Um, Kiltail, the drive for five. And the drive eventually uh, finished 
with a result that you know is just a, a unheard of in in Mead Hurling. Two eighteen to Kiltail, not fourteen to Trim. Trim losing out in this uh, uh, final. They played in three on the weekend, as I said, and only lost one. But they come up against a formidable Kiltail side, five in a row. It's unprecedented, I believe, in 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 Mead Hurling, um, for a team to get five in a row. Is that right? No, we had actually. It was the scholars of Mead Hurling were clocking heads today. We. We actually found out that a lot of the history was actually wrong that we were working off since 2009. That actually, my own club, Clemesson, had won six in a row back I, in the 40s. I always knew and the history books were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting. We're, we're actually working and we're doing it for the football now as well. We're just, because the football finals this week, we've actually sent the roll of honour to all the clubs in Mead to actually just have a check at it and tell us. Did you win anything? And we've had a few clubs back saying we won a few things, but they actually didn't win them. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just, we don't, we're not don't taking anything. Don't say any, don't say any, yeah. don't say any. <laughs> no, we're losing we're finalists, unfortunately. We're still waiting on our medals from that year as well, so we are, if you could send them over to us. Like, we're trying to get the details. Like, like we kind of have, obviously, the most recent ones from like the 60s onwards are very good in the detail, but kind of going back more into antiquity when they're kind of starting off and the hurling, we're, we're, we're trying to fix that. And hopefully then for... Maybe there's a junior two final in two weeks' time. We might have the updated role of honour. Maybe just to show everyone. And if not, it'll be in the national league probably in the start of next year. And if you and, and, and if you don't have it, just just write one up yourself, sure. You know, well, so that's, really that's practically money. that seems to be the thing to do yeah, with, the, with these role of honours. Just just put in any team. So a few um, people had uh, it was edited in the late two thousands, and people didn't know until only because Kiltail were going for that five in a row, no one had actually checked to see anyone else win it. It's funny you mentioned that, because a couple of weeks ago I was looking at the programme, I think I might have it here actually, and the role of honour for, um, I can't remember which final it was, it could have been the junior final or the intermediate final, back in the, the 40s or 50s, there was a team down as Flathouse, yeah. and I, I asked loads of people who Flathouse were, and yeah. nobody could come up with anything other than the pub in the centre of Navan that maybe no. they had thrown a pub team well, in at one stage. The, well, the new addition, there's St Paul's Clinic. They used to be the flat house outside Dubai. Oh, right. That's the townland, so you should ask me. I would have told you the answer. <laughs> but I well, believe they had a... He told a, you an answer anyway. <laughs> I think they had a bit of a checkered past, and I think maybe they were in front of a, the old edition of the CCC, and I think they had to reform under a different name. So. <laughs> what, the CCC had to? No. <laughs> so the, the flat house is actually just there where the St Paul's, the old pitch was. So Very go. good. You learn something new. There's there. something now. Anybody who's out there who was looking at that uh, role of honour and the, the uh, it wasn't the pub. The <laughs> it wasn't the pub in Navin. It was funny because it was before our uh, our match. Um, I was looking at the programme before our semi-final against Dumboyne and I went around all of the, the stalwarts within the, the club that were in the dressing room and nobody could think of anything and I asked a few other people and all that they could think of was maybe it was a pub team from Navin back in the day but now glad that we cleared that up. I suppose we'll get back to things at hand and it's uh, Kiltail. Uh, Brian, um, when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago uh, you were I, I had said you know that Kiltail had had a maybe a, a poor start to the championship and you know it looked like they were kind of um uh, they were in trouble early on in the championship but as you said they probably weren't looking to peak until this time of the year and uh, they they really did peak so okay and trim stuck with them until maybe 40 45 minutes into the game but then Kiltail pulled away trim stuck with them but um Kiltail had a couple of goal chances earlier on in the game especially one where Charlie Ennis pulled off a great save and then Very scooped good. it out. Now, yeah. I was told last night by a Kiltail man that was actually across the line when he scooped it out, but um, 
Whether I believe or not is a different story. Well, the Kildare man is going to say the that. The rose-tinted glasses may be in action there. Um, <laughs> no, look, if you were to be told before the game that Marcus Sullivan would be gone before half-time, that Jack Regan wouldn't last the hour, you'd say Trim had a right, would have a right good shot at it. But when Regan went off, Peter Dornan stepped up to the mark from the freeze and he was un- unerringly accurate. Yeah. From No matter which side of the pitch, how far out it was, he was straight as a die and over the black spot every time. Like, not many clubs have a reserve free taker. Not that Peter would like to be called a reserve. Um, <laughs> well, he did a little before Regan came on the stage. Who's as accurate as that? What did he end up at? 1-6 or 1-7, was it, I think? Uh, Dornan had seven points, five frees and a 65. Five frees and a 65. Yeah. And then uh, Jack Regan had five before he went mm. off. Um, and and who like, else? Had, like Shane Lenehan came on and a, for Regan had a big impact. I think he's, he might have nicked a point. Fergal McCabe, he came on for Marcus Sullivan. And like, you're not really... As good as O'Sullivan is, you're not weakening your forward line too much by bringing yeah. on McCabe. No. I suppose the two goals coming from Killian O'Sullivan mm. and Ross Ryan, um, you know, the good spread of scorers on yeah. that on, on that now, The loss of James Tower before the game for Trim was a huge loss. I think someone said he pulled his grind and training on Friday. Oh right, I didn't hear this there because I, I was I was commentating on a game um, in a foreign country. Uh, we'll just say across across Cam? the border, <laughs> where where they speak a different language, Cam, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I didn't manage. I I was trying to stay up with uh, with Twitter and see see the scores and whatever, and um, but I didn't realise that Toher wasn't available for Trim. No, oh, he'd injured the groin, I believe, in the pretty much the last training or the second to last training, and like he's a talismanic figure. Like he's oh, as absolutely. good as it gets. Like in in club hurling, if not, he's he's a he's an excellent county player that would. That make most panels in the country like and just like his kind of leadership like centre back like it's just some loss because it changed their dynamic Alan Douglas who's been scoring so much in the inside forward and had to come out and Damo McGee who had a great semi-final didn't have as much space because obviously they targeted him because he had a good semi-final mm-hmm. too but just that everything was ever so slightly harder for Trim because their best lad wasn't there to dictate yeah. the pace and it just Kiltail kind of kicked on the, the, the afterburners and we mentioned those and Anthony Ford killing us all such athleticism in the middle of the field that they really just pushed on and they deserved it. And the two Ryan twins who are playing again for Summerhill this weekend, like we people talking about man the match and that, and you could have you could have given it to either one of them. Right. Like Ross was unreal and Ronan as well at centre back. Like it was unreal the two of them. They're just they're such again the two that were like dynamic figures and the same with the football there. They're just great, honest lads at the GA. Yeah, it'll be it'll be some feat if they could carry out a double in the one year. Um, just be incredible. Um, David, your thoughts on the hurling final? Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it, Mickey. Um, oh. how did Obama Yang get on? Yeah, Obama Yang, like I said, linked up very well for a few of the goals. But, uh. but I, no, but like looking at this Kiltail team, that's five in a row. You've spoken about it before as well. You know, like what do you? How do you? How do you consider? Um, like Kiltail's chances in Leinster this year, or yeah. would that would you would you? I'm sure that's I'm sure that's in the forefront of their minds. Like, and it has been probably from the start of the year. I remember Brian saying it here a couple of weeks yeah. ago that they're probably you know aiming for that, and that's not disrespectful to the other clubs of Mead. When you're after doing four in a row, generally your thoughts are probably going to be on getting a Leinster title under your belt, and they have come close in recent years as well. Um, it's a magnificent achievement because you know yourself to 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 come year on year and to try and get that hunger back is mm. difficult and maybe this year they, they did struggle for a while to do that but they've come good at the right time of the year once again and like it's a magnificent achievement um, and it's up to the rest of the 
pack to, to catch up on them. Exactly, to close that gap. And uh, Brian, just on it as well, um, when are the when are Kiltale in Leinster or do you know, Kieran? Uh, I don't know the fixture schedule oh, off the top of my is head. Is it early November? Is it the first I, Sunday I forget, November, I think? I'm trying to get our own games played first. <laughs> you know that kind of feeling. Well, you? What we'll do is maybe after the, the senior championship final, we'll have... Um, uh, a fixture for that or Brian is just going to look it up there now at the moment well, I, so well, I know for the I was talking to a few people down the country there was actually a friend of mine was at the the quarterfinals of the Kilkenny Senior Hurling Championship and he just and he was talking about like who's going to win the intermediate there they're saying Thomastown are, are very strong in the intermediate this year so that's the team that they haven't been able to beat Kiltale the Kilkenny champs so yeah. they're going strong so hopefully Kiltale just get that one extra to beat them but we said just a point on the Kilkenny. There was, there was at least six thousand people at a quarter final in Callan, just kind of regional ground, and it was it was kind of stuff you'd see in the kind of the nineties. Like it was kind of when everyone jumped, they, they jumped. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it was, yeah. you had no choice in the matter. Like, and they, it was only a fiver into every game, and the program was two euro, and it was only kind of a, a basic enough kind of handout, but it was still excellent kind of presentation. But it was a bit lawless. It was no kind of bibs on the sideline or this kind of stuff. It was kind of like throw the ball in and let them at it. Like. Sure, aren't they great down there? Okay? <laughs> aren't they just great? Would you not take a leaf out of their book, you and the CCC and, oh. <laughs> and the county board there? No, yeah. yeah. No comment. No comment. <laughs> yeah, Very the third of November, Kiltail are away to the Wexford Intermediate Hurling Champions. So they were away in every single Leinster yeah. fixture this year, unfortunately for me, the clubs. Yeah, it is, and and if they get over the Wexford champions, they will be taking on the Kilkenny champions, and that game but will be in Kilkenny, a no, venue it, to be decided. It'll actually be a home game. What does it say? Yeah. Well, actually, the semi-final would be a home game against Kilkenny. On, side, on the seventeenth yeah. of November. Yeah, on the seventeenth of November. So let's hope that uh, Kiltail can push on that one step further uh, this year in Leinster. So before we finish on the hurling, we have to go back to Trim again. Uh, Trim playing in the minor final against Killian Longwood and Trim uh, winning this minor title on a scoreline of 112 to 10 points. I suppose they played in three finals, 1-2, two, two, two out of three ain't bad. Two out of three ain't bad and at half time in the minor it actually looked like Killian Longwood might be pulling off a surprise. Trim had played with a gale force breeze behind them and only went in a couple of points up. Thanks largely in part to the incredible display of defensive uh, work from Shane Clark, who was full back for Colleen Longwood. He won every ball and didn't near him, cleared it. He was taking the puck out, driving them miles into the wind. He was just a colossus. Right. Like he might have been on the losing team, but he was the best player on the pitch. By was there a man in the match? There wasn't an official man in the match, but if there was he'd have walked it. Right, right. We just want to congratulate Trim on two victories on the weekend, as we said, junior hurling final and the minor hurling final, and they just come up a cropper against that uh, formidable side, Kiltail, in the senior championship final. But what a what a, what a year for Trim hurling, and to come from uh, the, the Group B of the senior hurling championship to go all the way through that and get to the senior championship final is, a, is an amazing feat, so well done to all in Trim. That's the hurling done. We're going to move on now to the, uh, the Gaelic football, and uh, one of the results from last weekend would be the Junior C final, where Clamagale were taking on Rototh, and a strong Rototh side play, saw them playing this year against Simon Stearns Junior C team, and they are uh, a really strong side. They came away with the victory here on a scoreline of not 15 to 5 pints and one of Mead's greatest was playing this day uh, the one and only Graham Garrity he was playing for uh, his now uh, home side I suppose Clan Gale but uh, a word for a fellow Centrestown man there Brian 
And there, was, there would have been two former Saintston players on the team, Graham and Francis Sheridan, who won a Junior D Championship with the club only a couple of years ago, and his brother won two Senior Championships, Stephen. Um, look, at, for a tote second team to be playing at the Junior C level, you would be expecting them to win. Yeah. Like, huge area. Um, huge, huge numbers huge, in the club. Huge amount of talent coming through the ranks. Yeah. Minor champions last year. Like... It would. It was no surprise to see them win it. Yeah. And yeah. I suppose Clannagale were hampered by the fact that Garrity, twenty eight years after winning an All Ireland minor championship, went off with a bad looking uh, arm injury during the game. David, I suppose, looking at it, uh, Graham Garrity, still flying the flag for the club. Um, it's great to see lads mm. like that still, you know, giving it uh, what they can. And uh, I suppose you look up to Mickey Linden has recently uh, scoring that point in the junior final or whatever. But we've got our own Mickey Linden and Graham Garrity, I suppose. Yeah, he's a hero of mine and many other people my generation as well would have grown up watching Graham Garrity. Probably didn't even see the best of him. Um, but I had the pleasure of actually sharing a pitch with him um, last year in a junior game and he actually was closed line was it a pleasure <laughs> <laughs> it was actually I got a free off it, so. but um, no no a, a yeah, legend, you, were, pro- you, you were probably in coppers that night going do you know the Green Garrity closed line me today <laughs> yeah. no, it, in case you don't know if you're ever looking the chat line, I'll give you that. <laughs> if you're ever looking for David Rispin the pro- there's two places you'll find him it's either going to be in Park Tolchin in Haven or Copperface Jacks at least it's three looking for Brian Queenie but I still can't find him <laughs> <laughs> oh. he's a teacher I be in it till the summer so. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no no Graham's a legend but look at uh, Clannagale had a strong team too they had players who have played um, many years first team football for them Gary Woods um, Cuevin Griffin yeah uh, being two other lads so they'll be disappointed but as Brian said it was Rotot's second team and they had a few that's it future stars and former stars I think Paul Flatley was the was the captain and he's played senior football for many years so it was probably no surprise to see Ratote comfortable winners on the day yeah they're very very strong and well done to uh, Ratote on winning that junior C I can see them going up through the ranks uh, with that second team over the next couple of years and maybe doing a Dunmore Ashburn or, or Dunboyne on it getting the whole way up to having a senior and intermediate team but well done to Ratote unless of course the reserve championship comes in yeah, well, that's if uh, we, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. Um, it's all going to depend on uh, what the clubs come up with and if they agree to this, uh, the proposals that are being made. And what we're going to do is we'll get that full proposal sheet off Kieran Flynn in the next couple of weeks and we might just discuss it on the. We'll go through it in fine detail on the podcast because there's an awful lot of players and people out there who don't know what the actual proposals are. So moving on now, we're going to move on to ladies' football and uh, in the intermediate final last week, think, uh, Mike. Beat Dunamore Ashburn um, and uh, David. Did you make it to this game or no? No, I didn't actually. Uh, more commitments. I think I had a twenty first in Kells, so I didn't get to it. But I, uh, I met a few of them that night. Right. <laughs> um, one of our own club man, uh, club men is over some Michael's Davy Wright. He's actually a Westmead, so he's a blow in to us. But um, he's done a fantastic job with them. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been over them the last couple of years, and they went close last year. But they have some exceptional players. Uh, Marion Farney, Sheena Lynch, um, girls like this, unbelievable. So I know Davey well, and I know he would have been, he would have had them well prepared. Uh, Tom O'Connor, another young man over at Dunham Ashburn as well. So it's kind of, it's, it's turned into a young man's game, but uh, a great achievement for St. Michael's um, to play senior football in Carlinstown. They were absolutely thrilled, and there was a great build up to the final as well around the Kells yeah. area. Um, everyone weighed in and got behind them. So it was, it was fantastic to see them get over the line. 
Uh, absolutely, it's it, 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 the, the the ladies' football has something so pure about it at the moment, and, and over the last few years, there's uh, just uh, the atmosphere at them is so much different to a men's mm-hmm. game, and it's it's it's. I, I just love going going to the ladies' football because when you get a good game of football with the ladies, it's absolutely it can go either way, and that's the what you what you love about it. But I suppose moving on, also the ladies' semi-finals took place last. The ladies' senior championship semi-finals took place last weekend, and Simonstown beat Boards Mill, overcoming a loss that they had against Boards Mill the week beforehand in the group stage, and then Centralstown beat Oldcastle in their semi-final, also uh, turning the result upside down from the um, uh, original. Uh, group stage championship uh, match but that sees Simonstown and Centralstown taking uh, taking each other on in the senior championship final Centralstown obviously so used to playing in these senior championship finals and the ladies senior championship finals Simonstown their first senior championship senior final uh, sorry first senior championship final um, since uh, they, they, they joined the ladies um, football championship the time and venue has been confirmed um, it's going to be at 4pm on Saturday in Dunmore, Ashburn, and the referee is going to be Paul Mooney for that one. And that's an interesting uh, um, little piece of information there that the game is going to be played in Ashburn at 4pm because originally this game was, I think, down to be played in Cortown. Is that right, David? Yeah, we, we were almost promised uh, the game in Cortown. And, and look, at we've... We were well prepared for it. Even last night, I was down at the pitch. There was another 15 game on, and you know we were organising stewards and a shop and stuff for the game and parking and everything. And we were full sure we were going to get it because we were more or less told, you know, to be coming our way. And I think for a small club like ourselves, um, to get a game like that, no disrespect to Ashburn, obviously they have much better facilities than we do, and that. But look at. I was at the Ultons and Oldcastle game a couple of years ago. In it was Car- the, the replay, yeah. yeah. It was, I think it was Wednesday night and the crowd in it was absolutely unbelievable. Carlinstown did a fantastic job in, in stewarding the game and everything. Facilitating the whole um, For us, look, at it's, it's very disappointing. <coughs> We've spent over 100 grand on the pitch in recent months and we'd, we were confident we have a Leinster Council delegate coming to inspect the pitch and facilities on Saturday. So the pitch would have been fine and surrounding areas would have been grand for the game. So it's a big blow to us, and we're, we're very disappointed not to get the game. Yeah, it is. It's it's very disappointing, especially in in the circumstances that it was inspected so late and so close to the actual final date when you would have presumed that it would have been already penciled in. As um, Kieran Flynn just chokes himself there, so he does. Um, it's all the typing. If the, if you can hear that little noise in the background, the tapping of fingers, that's uh, Kieran trying to finish off this. Uh, the last and testament. He's, he's, yeah, as we said at the start of the program he's I think he's on he's on the second paragraph of the, <laughs> of the program now well, this the first stage. page <laughs> I thought he was just updating his online dating profile <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I'm the media <laughs> I do podcasts. <laughs> That's my own. I think I was actually coughing. I think a lot of hot air in this room, so I was going to get a bit overwhelmed. Brilliant, Brian. I like that one. Um, so if anybody does want to check out Kieran's uh, online dating uh, profile, uh, go to what's the name of that website? Uh, it's mead.ga.ie, I think it is. <laughs> I am mead. <laughs> <laughs> We're moving I on for us. We are mead. 
<laughs> who, who knew? It's actually not a podcast at all. It's a dating website. Um, okay, moving on. Then Sunday, we have uh, obviously the big ones. We're going to go to you, Brian Kelly, for this one. The LMFM minor championship final taking place at 1.30 on Sunday in headquarters, Park Tolchin. We did speak about this um, uh, last week, so we'll just run through it quickly. It is Dunham Ashman playing St. Column Kills. St. Column Kills in the third final in five years, just so, showing how strong East and South Mead really is at the moment. Ah, yeah, and like uh, probably two clubs with huge population picks, um, and but at the same time, it's two clubs, even you can have the big area, but you don't always make best use of it. Mm-hmm. But both clubs have gone and they've appointed a GPO or GDA or whatever they're called. <laughs> and like Niall Kane is doing Trojan work over in, yeah, he's absolutely Kids. fantastic. The work he's doing, and um, I can't just is it Martin Lynch, Kieran, that's in Dunhamar Ashburn. Martin Lynch, yeah, yeah. Done what? And their GPOs when they were clubs, GDS when they were the county. All oh, right. I don't know why that is, but that's just a differentiation. Look, we just call them coaches. They're promoting the game, basically, so they had some. There's a huge amount of schools in both parishes, and for coaches from the clubs to be going into the schools once or twice a week, like, it's really, it's just fostering the relationship between schools and clubs and getting the kids involved at an early age, and that can only be a benefit to the clubs and over the years, yeah, in, both, in both men's and ladies' and ends of the clubs. And you can see that both of them are doing a great job with, with both of these clubs going to the final. I suppose it's kind of been dominated re- in recent years, the minor championship by South Mead teams anyway. Ratote, I think, won it last year, wasn't it? Um, and, you know, St. Colum Kills, third final in five years. Dunmore Ashburn have been there. Dunboyne have been there. You know, so, like, it, it's... And while it's absolutely brilliant that we have these GPOs or GDAs or BBCs or UTVs um, going around uh, East Mead and South Mead, I suppose it'd be great to see these lads being p- positioned up around North Mead and, and in areas where populations well, are smaller. It seems to be wherever, if a club has can generate the funds, that they will get access to one of these people. Like right. Damien Healy is working with Clannagale. He's working with us as well. Yeah, he's in Bormean as well. So he's so he's he's been spread between a yeah, few clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. he's he's doing like Brian says with the rest of the lads. He's doing brilliant work, and the kids are very fond of him, and the parents are as it's well. Class. So yeah, it's great to have him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, they're 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 doing a fabulous job, and uh, it's just uh, it's gonna. What, I was speaking to a couple of lads last night about Mead football, and they were asking, you know, like where is it going to go? When is it going to improve, and whatever. But we have to see the work that these lads have started over the last couple of years coming through. And that's going to take a few years, so it is, um, for that to come through. Okay, we have the makings of a team there at the moment that could probably get promoted to Division 1. If they could get to Division 1 and stay in Division 1 for when these footballers that come through all these uh, uh, development squads get there, you know, and if they were in Division 1 already, it would just be super for them. But I suppose, again, that's... But realistically, you need everybody commit fully committed. And in, if you go outside Dublin, Kerry, Mayo, probably t- maybe Tyrone, it's very hard for, where's the incentive for fellas to commit fully? Even look at Donegal, who had a realistic chance of winning an Ulster and getting to an All-Ireland this year. Three or four of the panel left and went to America. So that's, you, we really that's have, to, you have to figure a way around that. And what the answer to that one is, is very hard to know. Yeah, I suppose. Um, like before the, I know we had a a few abscondees during the the season with me this year. But even before the season had started, mm-hmm. there was uh, lads who who didn't make themselves available. And, and I I I 
just rumours that were going around was that lads were looking and saying, well, if we beat Longford, we're going to be playing Dublin in, in a Leinster semi-final and we'll get hammered. So what's the point in that? I'm going to head off and whatever. So there is that whole, you know, mentality that if you're not winning something, why bother? Like at the same time. So it's about changing that. And I suppose these younger fellas that are beating the Dublins at minor under seventy, uh, under seventeen minor, um, under fifteen, sixteen development squads, and under twenty development squads. They're the lads that you're going to want coming through to your team. David, have you? What, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, look, I wouldn't get too uh, hung up about the lads that aren't committing or are walking away or that. I think if a lad wants to play for me, yeah. he'll play for me no matter what. Exactly. If a, if a lad growing up has an ambition and a desire to play and put on the me jersey, he'll do it, mm-hmm. and very little will stop him. Um, obviously success helps but if, if it was just a simple case of that look if we're not going to win why bother then we wouldn't even have a game Yeah. because there's that many clubs and teams out there who don't win at and probably haven't won at for 50 years Yeah. Longwood are probably the example of that winning the intermediate last week I know they won the junior but it was their first intermediate in 74 years if that was the case what they wouldn't be a club now. Exactly. So you keep at it and eventually you will get success. Yeah, yeah the tide yeah. turns eventually. Absolutely, something yeah. clicks and the whole lot. So um, as, like, uh, uh, it is a good point that like, and maybe that there is something that needs to be done to see why it, maybe that they could do some sort of research and say, well, why did you go and, and, and get a, um, you know, do some sort of a survey with all the lads that have left in the last four or five years. I know that they did it in Cavan. Yeah. They, they got an independent uh, guy to come in and they gave him a list of all the players that have left the panel um, over the last five years. And what they did was they, they uh, had to fill in this survey of why they had left and, the panel. And it could be anonymous as well. Yeah, like they it's, don't have to... It was completely anonymous. It have to be anonymous. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was completely anonymous. And, and the thing about it was is that some people had family issues, some people had uh, relationship issues and stuff like that, and some people just lost, fell out of love with the game. Um, and some people just didn't like managers and stuff like that. So there was at least they were able to get it and say, right, well, we know now why the majority of these lads left. And it mightn't have been what people thought. So it is, it's something that, uh, you know, that maybe should they should look into. And as you said, David, anybody who wants to wear a jersey, it's the proudest thing you'll ever do in your life is put on your county jersey. And, you know, one thing I'd always say is that, you know, you don't hand that back. You wait until it's taken off you. You know what I mean? Like, because it's such a, an honor and a privilege to get a chance to wear it. And you know, while I agree, while I agree with the reasons why lads give for leaving panels, it's something that I'd never do. Mm-hmm. If I was given the chance again to do it, I'd never ever just walk away from the panel. But anyways, we got away from the the, the from the minor <laughs> final. Minor final does see Dunmore Ashburn taking on St. Column Kills. Lads, we'll go back to our predictions. So, in fact, we're going to go to the ladies' final first, and I want you to give me your prediction. We've got three finals uh, on this weekend, and I want predictions for them all. Brian Kelly, I'm going to go with the ladies. Simonstown or Centralstown? Ooh, where are you from? Simonstown have been favourites for the championship since the start of the year. Centralstown were everyone's candidates to be relegated. Um, the underdog has had plenty of bites so far this year, but... It's very hard to look past the favourites. So what are you saying? Simonson. Oh! <laughs> yeah, that's tactical, oh. that's tactical. I don't oh, know. I, don't know. No I, said, love. I think the last one was. But no, no love lost there at all. That's Will tactical. you be allowed to home tonight now? And I'm secretary at the ladies club, so I might even be. <laughs> <laughs> David Rusman. Um, 
Simon Sound, I think I love too much. Kelsey Nesbitt, um, Kelly Slime. Harris, yeah. Jackie Shields, Jackie Shields, Steve yeah. Lister, Tara, like Tara Berrigan, and Molly Bourne on the bench. Did walk yeah. onto every other club team in the county. Oh, boo hoo, boo hoo. <laughs> oh, Brian Kelly playing them down. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, Kieran Flynn. I think it'll be a draw. A draw. <laughs> after waiting, no, no. Hang on, is that at full time or is that after extra time? What's this? It's a replay, usually, isn't it? Is the replay for the ladies? Is it? Yeah. Well, oh, it has so been in recent years. So you're going, you're going with a draw without knowing whether it's extra time or a replay. So you're spoofing. <laughs> I think it'll be. So a what you're saying is, and we're going to have to go back over last last few. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going with a draw. We'll give you the draw, and I'm going to go with a Simon's Town win. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, this is Simon's Town's first senior final. It's gonna. I hope it doesn't spook them at all. It's, this Central Town team have been in many a final. But they know how to win them. Their management... Only Brian, 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 I was speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Through the chair. <laughs> no, but I'm not going to let Brian Kelly talk uh, Simonstown up and talk Town down. You know how good Town are. They lost their first two games in the championship and went on and haven't lost a game since. They overturned a, a result against Oldcastle, who are the current champions. Won yeah. the senior final last year, beat them in the semi-final. This is, I think this could, could be a cracking final. So I really do, but I think Simonson are going to snatch this one and uh, it, it'll make up for the men not being in their final. And uh, It'll be brilliant for the club mm. to win their first senior ladies two years after winning the, the first men's senior would, championship. One thing I'd just say, um, any supporter going on Saturday, keep an eye out. There's a... Sounds like a very, very... There's a speed van. Sounds like a very, very young team. And actually, their, their failure captain, on the 14 failure captain, is lining out for them on Saturday. And she's, oh, brilliant. Her mother actually founded the club back in 1994. Class. Megan Clark, she's a player, I'd say oh, she'll yeah. be... She's a player to watch out for for the future. Excellent, that's that's one to watch out for. And if there is, uh, if you do know of a speed van as well, will you let us know if it's on the Dunbar Ashburn Road, the end two there. Spider and Curtis's shop is off in the regular spot. <laughs> Brilliant. And then moving on, I'm going to get your predictions now, lads, for the minor final. Um, I'm going to go to David Rispin first for this one. Dunbar Ashburn or St. Colin Kills? Uh, Dunbar Ashburn for me. Dunbar Ashburn. Uh, Kieran. I think I'll go, just because Connor Tommy would be giving me grief if I don't, I'll go with Dunbar Ashburn. Okay, Dunmore Ashburn um, and uh, Brian. If you pick up your copy of the Me Chronicle this week, this week, um, you'll see my preview in the paper. So, um, <laughs> in, 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 in which I've tipped St. Column Hills to win, but only after a replay. Oh, replay. after a replay. So that's a draw. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's a draw full time. Draw no, no at ex, the end no of extra time. Oh, there's no. Why is no there no extra time? Oh, don't go down. <laughs> <laughs> I've got three letters for you. <laughs> Ecumenical matter. <bar. laughs> three letters that you can decide for yourself. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> M.C.C. Mead County Board? Or M.C.B. <laughs> okay, no, we know what that is anyway. So. M.C.D. Productions. Yeah. And now, lads, I won't get the predictions just yet. I'm going to go into the uh, the big one. The Fairyhouse Steel Senior Championship Final taking place Sunday at 3.30 Park Tolchin. Um, whoever wins this is going to be... Um, uh, well, it'll be well earned by whichever club wins this. It's Summerhill against Dunboyne, and I don't think anybody out there would begrudge either of the clubs a senior championship. Dunboyne favourites the last three years, 
uh, since 2016, 17, 18, um, they've all been they've been the favourites each year, um, and came a, a cropper against Simonstown 16, 17, the, Summer Hill, who uh, were beaten finalists last year, um, winners in 2013. This is the makings of a cracking final, so it does David, but. You know, it's going to be all in the day. Yeah, yeah, really looking forward to it. I, as you said, I don't think you could begrudge either of them uh, a win, but I think the two best teams have ultimately got to the final. There's no hard luck stories, really, um, apart from yourself. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, cheers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> no, I, I think that they're, they're two of the best teams in, in the county, definitely this year, 100%. Yeah. Um, Summerhill, like their their scoring potential is just scary. Mm-hmm. I think they're averaging about twenty four points a game in this year's championship, which is phenomenal scoring. Um, the forward line, look, we always talk about them, but you have that full forward line in the Dalton brothers and then Barry Dardis. But as well as that, on the half forward line on the forty, you have David Larkin and Kevin Ryan, who's who's a real link man between the backs and the forwards, and he provides that seamless link, which is huge for them. Yeah, you know his running game is is so key to the way they play. In midfield, they're strong. Their midfield battle with Dunboyne, I think, is going to be intriguing because look, it's no secret. Um, Ronan Jones hasn't started or hasn't been named to start in recent games. He's obviously yeah. going to start midfield mm-hmm. with his brother Niall. They come up against Michal Byrne and John Keane. I think that could be a, just a colossal uh, tussle between the two. Four, sets of four big men. You know, yeah, and it's yeah. going to be it, the the game could be won in midfield if both teams push up on kickouts. It could mean yeah. that both kickouts. They're kind of more to traditional, aren't they? They're a bit bigger. Mm. Yeah, like they're not your kind of Michael Dermott box to box. They're mm. more kind of kick it up yeah, and win John it. John but, they're, but they, they can play football yeah. as well. Like yeah, in, especially yeah. the Joneses. Kick, but kick, yeah. I think as well as that, just when you mention it, the goalkeepers like both goalkeepers have had huge. Influences in they've the been influential players in the semi-finals. semi-finals like huge. you look at the the final score of both semi-finals and you'd say right, quite, quite convincing. But at, there was two turning points in both of them games, absolutely, and there were two penalties. Yeah. Um. Ultimately, or sorry, a save a from, the, and a save from, from Keen Tony Flynn, McDonald, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Tony McDonald as well. Like they were two huge turning points at the time. Um. In them games, and both of them keepers, there are different sort of stages of their careers mm-hmm. um, but they're both two of the finest goalkeepers in County Mead then great chance probably the two of the best keepers in Mead right now yeah. Um, so yeah they could have a huge say um, on Sunday defensively as well you have to look at Dunboyne I mean the Simon Sound yourselves Mickey like they, they restricted the starting six forwards the last day to a point from play yeah. which is phenomenal yeah. um, now they did restrict them to a point from play I think we 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 probably missed an awful lot of mm. chances as well yeah. now and whatever. So, but they don't get me wrong. Mm. Like second half didn't give our our, our yeah, forwards a, sniff, a yeah. sniff, and they really, really are tight markers. And then look they're at, hungry. Yeah, you look at it. Look at they conceded fourteen points against you. <coughs> using the back to back champions in in two games this year in the championship, which is yeah. phenomenal. Uh, defensive work rate. Their half back line. Look, we talk about it. Gavin McCoy at centre half, and then Seamus Lavin one side. Cahill Finn, who I'm sure there's an injury doubt. Will he make it? Will he won't? Will he not? Um, <laughs> will he won't? Will he won't? <laughs> will he wonker, yeah. But um, that's such a key line for Dunboyne. I think that that it could come down to that. They're very good going forward, but defensively they're sound as well. Yeah. Um, and then Summerhill's full back line or full forward line. Sorry, you'd imagine Seamus Lavin and Shane McIntyre will probably end up picking up Barry Dardis and David Larkin. Yeah. I'd imagine that they'd be two of the matchups they'll want to nail. But then look, at, that's not to discount Dunboyne. They have. Two corner forwards who'd walk on to any probably club team nearly in the country in, in Robbie McCarthy and Donald Lennon. They've been exceptional. I think they contributed 111 in the last, in the semi-final win. 
Um, now a lot will rely on them. I think Summerhill have a bit bigger spread of scorers, but I think you, yeah, you obviously have to watch two players of the caliber of, of McCarthy and Lennon. Yeah, absolutely. I and mean, then you look at their bench as well, like you know Eric Lown or Craig Lown, sorry, um, uh, still has to come in for for, for Summerhill. Um, uh, Stephen Morn, who was uh, yeah, he, you know, and and actually just on that, Stephen Morn, I think played in the two thousand and five f- win for the minus their last championship, and David Gallagher, who's who was a sub the Dan, last day? Yeah. You'd imagine he'll have a he'll have a part to play this weekend. Uh, he was the only oh. starter from two thousand and five. I was wonder if he was injured the last yeah. day it, because when even when the game was won, they didn't bring him on. So I'm wondering if yeah. they were giving him that little bit of time. He was out. Recover. He was out warming up on that, and and it was unusual because he started in every championship he is game. Yeah. So supposed far, to be so. a big injury out for Sunday. Yeah. So okay. which would suggest that he was carrying a knock. For the semi final, but um, yeah, and then you look at I suppose Summerhill's defence that are going to have to uh, uh, put it up to um, Michael Dunn, Donald Lennon, and Robert McCarty. Robbie McCarty, like Quaylon Young, um, and Eirle Hughes, hmm. you know they've they've been phenomenal uh, for Summerhill over the last few years, and this I think has been Quaylon Young's best season yeah. at full back for Summerhill. I thought he's been absolutely excellent so far. Yeah, he did a fantastic job in Andrew Tone yeah. the last day. Um, he's so much experience at this stage of his career. He's seen there. He's been there, done it. He's played for me, obviously. Yeah. He's probably learnt a lot from that. Um, but he's a rock at fullback. You have John Lavelle on one side too, who's a pace merchant. He'll be he'll be probably trusted to pick up one of the wide speedsters. I'm not really sure what way Summerhill will play it, marking the two lads. I'd imagine Caelan Young will pick up one of them. Um, possibly Lavelle or Hughes, depending on how it works but I'd imagine there'll be no surprises Dunboyne will probably play their usual two man full forward line and it'll be up to Summerhill to deal with that I don't think either team now myself will will uh, change their starting lineups from the last day I'd say they'll probably go with the way they lined out because in fairness <coughs> okay Summerhill were asleep in the first half that's all we can say against mm-hmm. Dunham Ashwin they really were asleep but by God when they went out in the second half and playing against the wind um, they really woke up Similarly, Dunboyne were fairly asleep in the first half against Simonstown, yeah. maybe a bit nervous, maybe a bit jittery, but when they had the wind in the second half themselves, the opposite to, to mm. Summerhill, they came out and just blew Simonstown away. So, you know, um, I think I, I think there were two massive stumbling blocks, uh, possible stumbling blocks for both teams in the semi-final. So I think now that they've both got there, Simonstown gone, who beat Summerhill last year, uh, uh and also who knocked out Dunboyne the last couple of years. So Dunboyne have that hoodoo gone. Mm. I could see two teams just going for the game. And they, they, they're two kind of traditional 15 mm. on 15 teams. Um, so I, I can't see them going tactically with, with sweepers or anything like that. I can see both of these teams just going for the win, going for the jugular. What do you think, Brian? I think it has the potential to be a cracking final. Mm. I think if both teams... I think I said before the semi-final if a team runs at Summerhill they can be got at I think if the ball is played directly in they have the defenders to who are good enough Early Hughes is rock solid yeah. Caelan Young as we said is having in the form of his life but I think if it, as Colm Kills showed in the quarter-final they run at them run at them with speed off the shoulder they ran through them mm-hmm. like Graham Riley scored a couple of goals he blazed a shot wide when he was going for the top corner just whisker outside the post mm-hmm. they, James Conlon gave them a torrid time of it. The, the only thing on that I'd say is that I don't think Dunboyne are actually 
suited to that game. Mm. Like Colin Kills, you have the likes of Biggie uh, yeah. and, and James Conlon and they're brilliant at running. And I, McCarthy and Lenhan are more inside, inside forwards, forwards yeah, and they, need, they yeah. need good ball into them. So I'm not sure now, possibly, again, that half-back line could have a huge part to play if they are to run at them. The likes of Finn, Lavin and, and McCoy. And like that, and mm. much will probably depend on Finn's fitness. Yeah, exactly. Like He went off very early the last day. <coughs> has he had enough time to recover? If he hasn't, he's a huge loss. Yeah. But the, at least look, although he is a huge loss and he is a, a massive player, it, it didn't seem to you know to to upset the the Dunboyne team last weekend. They have strength and depth. He is a big player, but I just think that you know they're just they're just a different animal this year. This Dunboyne team. They seem to be and. I, they have been probably the second best team in the championship for the last two years mm-hmm. like the two games they lost to Simonson or the two best games I'd say most people would agree on that who yeah, say 2016 was probably one of the best yeah. games of football in the championship in and like 40 the, years yeah. or something like that it was like, an incredible game of football the first half they put in against Simonson last year was brilliant yeah. whatever happened in the second half I think to call it a collapse by Dunbine would be very unfair on mm-hmm. Simonson. Yeah, yeah. Mickey Brennan was seen with voodoo dolls in the <laughs> dressing room of Bertos that day. <laughs> like Dark no, Arts. They Connor were, Nash came on that day and he, they weren't he, he, voodoo, he they were just dolls. Crouching the game as well. Problem. Yeah. I didn't get started. I threw my toys in the problem. Yeah. So but um, look, we're, we're, we're in for a, what could be an absolutely cracking final um, in the Ferrier Steel Senior Championship Finals. 3.30 on Sunday. Get in Get your seat, get your spot in the terrace, um, and uh, this is this is going to be a cracking game of football. So what I'm going to do now is we're going to move on and we're going to do our predictions for the senior final. And I'm going to go to myself first. I never go to myself, but I'm going to I'm just going to put in Dunboyne here. I just feel that this is Dunboyne's year. So um, uh, Summerhill won't be easily bet either and you know there's great excitement over in Summerhill at the moment and even they've gone viral on uh, on the old social media with their pictures of Donald Trump saying make Summerhill uh, great again so um, I'm, but I'm still just going to pick Dunboyne what do you think Kieran? Yeah it's going to be one of these now it's going to be extremely hard to pick maybe uh, I think Dunboyne probably are just going to be good enough I've seen them play more this year they play a lot of games with Bart and I, maybe in the knockout stages that Kells game was so tough I think I think they might just have a little bit more because Simonson didn't put up the, the fight that they probably expected on the day they had an easy yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he did so get I booked think, when he came on <laughs> <laughs> he, he showed fight <laughs> I'd say Nev Pather will do it I'd say. he's going with Dunboyne no it's St Peterson <laughs> ok then we're going to go to David Rispin I think it'll be very close. I think it'll be nip and tuck, but I think Summerhill will do it. Oh, you're going for Summerhill? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. no problem at all. Normally, it's you. We'll definitely have somebody wrong. Could go to a draw. Um, I'm Brian Kelly. I was full sure I'd be tipping on buying the next thing here on Flynn Tipston. <laughs> <laughs> uh, My I record now, the last two podcasts has been. Sorry, quite who did you tip to win the intermediate hurling last week? Nafina. No, I think he's like Oh, Cannons. no, definitely. No, he's like I Cannons. said, I love to say Oh, my father taught all those lads yeah. and the lovely fellas and they're going to go out and win. My no, father no, taught no, them oh, all. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I said, I'd love to see them win, but I said, Nafina. No, I think he's like Kells. But anyway, um, um, Stewart's inquiry, he's always do this to me. I think it's 
Uh, it could be now or never for them buying. There's massive rumours one of their star players is heading away, travelling after the final. So if they don't do it now, they might never do it. Dunboyne. Dunboyne. Excellent. So we've got three gone for Dunboyne. Uh, David Rissman is going for Summerhill. So um, at least we'll, that'll create a little bit of we interest. We know what he's drinking Sunday night. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be drinking one of the two. Well, well he'll, be, he'll be in Copperface Jacks with whoever wins it anyway. So we will. Well, look, that's uh, all the business for this week. I suppose we've actually a little bit more. Um, it is Mental Health Awareness Week. Um, and um, I think, Kieran, did you have uh, some information on that? Well, only um, there will be a full article in the county final program about it. It's actually, in fairness to our our health and wellbeing committee in Mead, they get actually a lot of national kind of kudos for the work they're doing. And there's an information board nearly pretty much in all fifty nine clubs at the moment. And the healthy club initiative and the health and wellbeing is a massive wing in the GA that possibly doesn't get a, enough probably airtime. Probably we focus on some of the negatives and don't focus on some of the positives. But yeah, the Navan Matinees are have a massive program. And it's it's something that's kicking off across the county, and I think the more and more we kind of divest and work on our community links, the GA will get stronger and stronger and stronger. So, so make sure you buy the program and read the article. <laughs> <laughs> um, David, uh, good response to your blog this week. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's going well. Yeah, so um, have a have a preview as well in the program this week. So thanks to Kieran for getting me. Get me a spot in there. So, so um, again, make sure you get your program. So there's, three, and get a read. there's three pages in the program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the blog. I think the blog might be appearing in the program yeah, yeah. maybe as well. So uh, this week. So keep an eye out for next week after the senior final. Excellent. And Brian, have you anything in the uh, program this week? I think there's a preview of the minor final, kind of a how we got there as well, and there might be a snippet on the me minors progress over the course of the year well that's just fantastic I didn't get anything in the feckin not even I wasn't even to ask to do an article of that later no I didn't get an ad yeah, you said you were up and speaking foreign up in Cavan so we don't need any foreign language <laughs> if we're a foreign language ad we'll come back to you <laughs> and, uh, I might just revise that prediction from the ladies um, the heart says Sanchton and the heart overrules the head oh. no I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> no, no, I had to take your pump first pump down for Sanchton will we uh, he, he just worried about. He's after seeing someone. He's after seeing someone there waving the flag outside the yeah. thing. Or an angry, an angry mob actually. Can I just say, he just uh, just before he changed his mind, he had a look at his phone. So he did, and something came up on his phone. So maybe there could be something in that. Could bringing in a couple of players. A couple of Sheridans, maybe. Is there a couple of Sheridans home for the match? There's a couple of Sheridans on the team. Yeah. Is there a couple more coming? Mary's a couple of children, but uh, I don't think we can spring them into a county final just yet. <laughs> well, look, we Never wish mind the fact that they live in Bohemian. Yeah. <laughs> we want to wish everybody playing in finals this weekend the best of luck. Obviously, on Saturday, we mentioned it, the Simonstown and Centralstown ladies final. That's being played in Ashburn at 4 o'clock. Also, the LMFM minor championship final, 1.30 uh, um, on Sunday in Park Tolchin and uh, Dunhamore Ashburn taking on St. Column Kills. And then the big one, the Fairy Hill Steel Senior Championship Final Sunday at 3.30, Dunboyne versus Summerhill. Best of luck to all the teams taking place or taking part in these games over the weekend. So um, that's all from us. I want to thank all the lads for coming in to do the podcast with me uh, again this week. And remember, we are Mead. Why? It matters more.